0: Hello, hello! I'm Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, You check out the entire Locked On network, of course. I am brought to you by MyBookie, our good friends at MyBookie. Did pretty well on MyBookie this weekend. And we're going to recap all the action from yesterday. Some crazy upsets, some unexpected things. Tomorrow's going to be power ranks. Who's good? Who's not? Who's the best team in the league? I don't know. This one was probably the most shocking outcome of the day. Dolphins 20, Falcons 17. Dolphins started really slow. Cutler really picked it up, though, as the game went on. And they were able to stick with their running game. And Ajayi's a volume runner. Jarvis Landry played really well. Um, Atlanta is a little light on weapons right now in terms of outside of Julio. And I think Ryan's come back to earth, not that he's bad, it's just last year was such a crazy, impressive, awesome season, that's probably never going to, to to expect that from him, you know, week after week, year after year, is probably not ever, isn't going to happen, we're going to probably look at his career and say, 16 was the best year of his career, and it was a great one, obviously, MVP. Um... Miami's D though might be the story. It's a good group. They got some pressure. They slowed down the rushing attack quite a bit on the road. Let them stick around in a tough environment. And amazingly, the Dolphins are three and two. You know, I mean, I wrote an article last week saying they're the worst offense in the league. Offensive line played better. Um the Falcons are also three and two and tough division. Could Miami get into the playoffs again? I mean, way too early to start speculating on that, but Their season certainly isn't shot. Adam Gase has a lot to be proud of as well. Next one on the docket here, Vikings 23, Packers 10. Uh, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. I'm sure you know that by now. How long is he going to miss? I mean, it sounds like a minimum of two months. I like Hundley, though. However, before we even talk about that, I mean, no one mentioned that the Packers lost both their tackles again, too. One of the best pairs of tackles in the league, too. I mean, that is a gigantic loss for them. Obviously, the Rodgers loss is bigger. So, yeah, the Packers are in trouble. Um, I'm a Hundley fan, though, and I do think that we might look back on this stretch of games and say that was a really strong period of an audition for an upcoming free agent that maybe Jacksonville or Arizona or somebody looks at him and thinks... Maybe he can be a starter for us. You know, we we he was really been really good in the preseason. Certainly has some starter traits. I think they like him. I, I don't see any reason to go out and add somebody else to leapfrog him on the depth chart. Um, Got to run the ball more. Uh, obviously Jones and Montgomery, but how's the line going to hold up? You know, I mean, it, it's going to be a rough period. There's no doubt. I mean, and it obviously will be a, a period where it shows just how much. Of a locomotive, you know, Aaron Rodgers is pulling the whole team behind him. But the Vikings are the benefactor. And they played well, obviously. And they their, their heart's not crying. They didn't have Sam Bradford. They obviously didn't have Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs is out. And they move up in the division. They're sitting there at 4-2. tied with the Packers. Detroit loses as well. Chicago's not really in it. So the Vikes are sitting pretty. Um, Their quarterback situation is interesting going forward too, though. Like Bridgewater's due back soon. Keenum played well. McKinnon's been doing okay. But, you know, who's going to be your quarterback? How healthy is Bradford? Last time we saw him was a miserable outlook there. Um, So I think they're a well-coached team. Good on defense. Probably the favorite now to win the North. King of the North, the Vikes. So, I I mentioned our buddies at my bookie, And ever since I've been doing podcasts and every Friday we pick games, who you like, the Vikes or the Packers? Well, I didn't see Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, that's why I picked the Vi- or the Packers. Um, who you like, you know, Steelers or Chiefs or you know, I mean, so it's something we go over every time. Check out every Friday show, and we will pick games with the spread, without the spread, and with the spread. So, but let me tell you this: so you know, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always will tell people to go to mybookie.ag my bookie has been this business for years and their rep is rock solid they do 100 cash bonuses so off the bat you're making money for doing nothing they have the fastest payouts seriously it's just two business days which is awesome you know who's gonna win right so lay down some cash and win big today trust me i would only recommend a service to my listeners it's been good to me and my bookie has been great to me that's why i'm urging you to make your way to mybookie.ag you win they pay they have an in-game live they've in-game live betting with the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. So, this is what you got to do. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with a 100% bonus, which is amazing. Use my promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. And you get paid quick, which is the best part. So, Who is next on the agenda here? We've got another bonkers game. Saints 52, Lions 38. And if I were to tell you that this game produced 90 points, but Drew Brees didn't throw for 200 yards. What? Insane. Five defensive or special teams touchdowns in this game, including three by the Saints defense. Insane. But I think the the story, other than the craziness here, is... We'll get to Adrian Peterson in a minute. But Ingram, Kamara are a really good pairing of backs. And they controlled this game on the ground. Consistency. Um, the Lions crept back into this thing late, as Stafford often does. But it really wasn't on Stafford. I mean, he's been taking a beating of late. Got a lot of passes batted down. A lot of pressures... Their line's a real problem. And then Robinson, their left tackle, got hurt, too. And he's bad to begin with. Tate was injured in this game. Glover Quinn was injured. Two guys are having really good years. Quinn, in particular, stands out as having a great season so far. Uh, they, they don't run the ball well. Saints D is better than we think, or better than many think. And they're kind of laying in the weeds. Three and two. Bucks lost. Carolina lost. Atlanta lost. Saints are in it. Saints are in it for sure. Pats are in it, um, 24, Jets 17. McCown throws for 354 yards on them, though. I mean, I thought this was the get-well game. Defense will be back. They'll they'll blow the doors off the Jets. Jets are a good football team. They're a quality football team. They're not a pushover. They can hang with anyone. They're well-coached. They play well. They don't make a lot of mistakes. McCown's playing some good football. People don't want to recognize that. Patriots D is still a problem. They don't rush the passer well. Um, secondary's just okay. Um, the big story here was the Safarian Jenkins call. And you guys have followed me, probably know this. I've been saying this for, what, 12 years. My least favorite rule in the NFL, it's much like the Gurley play from a week ago, but, I mean, slightly different, but uh, anyway, just in a in a bubble. My least favorite rule in the NFL is when an offensive player is crossing the goal line and fumbles and it goes out of the end zone, the defense gets the ball in the 20 and a touchback. Now, I think that the offense... Here's my problem with it, is... What the hell did the defense do to deserve the ball? They didn't even touch it. You know, it just bounces out of the, out of Gurley's hands, goes in, out of the end zone. Or came unlodged whenever he hit the pylon. Or in this one... They're saying Safarian Jenkins is bobbling it, and he he didn't even lose the football, and the Jets lose the ball. So within the letter of the law, I'm not saying that the officials blew it, but at some point you have to have some common sense too. Um, but that's what makes me crazy: is what did the defense? And, and this is just the rule. This is the NFL needs to change. This is what did the defense do to deserve the football? Why do they get the ball on the twenty as opposed to the other team still possessing the ball? With some sort of penalty. Like, I think the offense should get it on the 20, whatever down that was. Or the 15, or whatever. Like, act it like a 15-yard penalty. Like, I'm not saying they should get the ball at the one-inch line. But the offense should not lose possession. Uh, to me, that makes no sense at all. Washington was beating up on the, the Niners pretty well. And then they bring in um, Bethard, who looks like he's going to be their quarterback for the rest of the season. Rightfully so. Hoyer is who he is. Doesn't throw outside the numbers real well. Uh, doesn't handle pressure real well. And Bethard played well. Uh, came in off the bench. Did everything you could ask of him. Made this a competitive game. Um, Interested to see what he's like the rest of the way. I mean, is it far-fetched to say that Beathard might be the answer? Maybe. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think he'll probably be the Cody Kessler type. You know, the lifetime backup. Uh, spot holder for a long time for 10 years while you try things like the Kaisers of the world, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, the a high guy, the high upside guy, or, you know, I'm sure the, the cousin narrative is not going to go away that uh, Kirk beat his future team and in, in a way that helps the Niners because they're now still very much in the mix for the first overall pick. Um, but it'd be interesting. I mean, if you have, Cousins and Bethard next year in San Francisco, and you have a second overall pick and trade back and get other things, wide receivers and whatnot. But Washington's a good team. Yeah, I mean, Washington's a good team. All right, we are back. The Bears beat the Ravens 27-24. And Jordan Howard runs for 167, and that's the only way the Bears can beat a team is if you're bis- stick with the ground game, stick with the ground game and control the game on the ground. They did it to the Steelers. They did it to the Ravens on the road. Um, They're now two and four. Those are the two wins. The Ravens made this interesting with two special teams touchdowns, which I've told you many times, they're always one of the best teams in the league on teams. But boy, I mean, their offense again is in the conversation for being the worst in the league. And it might be a solo conversation. They might just be the worst offense in the league. Flacco's thrown double as many interceptions as he has touchdowns. Getting nothing from Perryman, and he was hurt. You know, the running game's okay, but certainly not enough to carry them. The run defense is now becoming a problem. And it looks like it's going to be one of those situations, too, where the Ravens' defense is just going to be on the field so much. So, good for the Bears. Trubisky gets a win. Game managing, you know, he needs to improve from the pocket. That has to be his big goal. Going forward here, um, how about the brownies? They're gonna be they're gonna be last in my power ranks tomorrow. I mean, shocker. They lose the Texans thirty three seventeen. Watson continues to put up numbers. Three more touchdowns. Fuller's been a real impact guy. Not catching a lot of balls, but making a count when he does. I noticed Miles Garrett flashing. I noticed Hogan Hogan being terrible. I, I wrote an article condemning the Browns for going away from Kaiser. That feels even stronger to me now. I think you have to put him back in there, and who knows what damage you did or whatever. But he, he just gotta, he's got to play every snap and see what he can do. Maybe take some things off his plate. Things are not going well for the Browns at all. Um, Texans are 3-3, three and three, right in the thick of their division, which we've got two, you know, two of those guys playing tonight. Um, still no, obviously no. JJ, obviously no. Merciless. Um, I guess the Texans are a divisional contender, but I have a hard time believing that they're, you know, in the the serious mix to win the whole thing. Uh, but Watson continues to impress. I mean, he's certainly doing a lot. Good story here. Cardinals thirty-eight, Bucks thirty-three. But it was really never that close. I mean, the Cards beat the dirt out of him from the get-go. Obviously, Adrian Peterson's first game in Arizona, and he was the start of the show. 134 yards. The And the game strip worked out perfectly. They got up early. They could just keep running. Just keep running. People are creeping up to the line of scrimmage and their their deep game, which we know is a staple of the what the Cardinals does, um, is working a lot better then as people were biting on play action and they're going over the top to Brown and Fitzgerald. And we saw Fitzgerald more vertical than usual Bucks. Pass rush remains a major problem. Winston gets injured in this game. Rumor, uh, Monday evening, they're saying he won't miss time. But, I mean, who knows? The injuries in the league right now are mind-boggling. I, I don't know what needs done, but maybe more practice time. Um, I don't know. But there's too many stars going down. To me, that's my the, the number one thing this league needs to address. And I'm not sure exactly how to do it. Somebody much smarter than me needs to figure that out. But, um uh, too many stars that people come to watch every week with their jerseys on their kids you know, on the kids backs or not being able to watch their stars. Time to worry about the Bucks. Maybe. Maybe, especially if Winston misses the time. Um are the Cardinals for real. I really like this Peterson pickup. Um, but every game's not gonna go this way. You know, if it's, if they were down fourteen nothing, Peterson would be on the sideline holding his helmet and we'd have seen Ellington, you know, I mean so speaking of runners Rams 27, Jag 17. Rams take the opening kickoff to the house. Kind of said this is a girly versus Fournette type battle. And Fournette had more yards, but he also busted a 75-yarder. Back-to-back weeks, he's had a super long one. Um, after I'm hanging up here with you guys, I'm going to write through six games who's better, Fournette or six games worth of Zeke last year. And you're going to have to read the article to find out who who gets the win. Um, Bortles and Goff were both hidden, good defense. My man, Aaron Donald was an absolute wrecking machine. Calais Campbell as well. Similar teams, but I think the Rams offense is a lot more diverse and further along more weapons yet again, nothing from Sammy Watkins. He rots on my fantasy starting lineup. Um, but Fournette, girly, promising defense defense. I mean, we know what these teams are. It's a nice win for the Rams, though. 4-2, go into a team that just won a big game, play your style and win it. Uh, it's definitely a big deal for the Rams. The Steelers beat the Chiefs 19-3. And we could talk about this one forever, but I urge you to check me out on Steeler Nation Radio. It's all over my timeline. Uh, it's on iHeartRadio, too. And we, we talk Steelers five days a week. Um, a huge win for them. Le'Veon Bell, almost 180 yards on the ground, and they stuck with it. Uh, Brown was a dominant player. I thought the Steelers won in both trenches. Run blocking was really good. Protection was quite good. Justin Houston it was nowhere to be found, pretty much. Um, people are going to say Ben played a heck of a lot better. Um, probably his best game of the year, but I wouldn't say that I'm all of a sudden on board that he's back to being... High-quality player. I mean, I didn't think he was very impressive in this game. Um, everyone saw the A-B catch, which should have been picked off. Uh, huge turning point. It was kind of like the, the, the nail in the coffin. The Although the interception that Ben did throw was totally on Antonio Brown. So they kind of canceled each other out. Um, red zone's a problem for the Steelers, but their pass rush is really good. And that's a big thing that I think will stick with this team for a long time. You know, every week. Secondary played pretty well. First time they were really challenged, but I will say the Chiefs got away from Kareem Hunt, even though the game was close from the start. Even though the Steelers controlled the game, but they didn't score many points. And there was a safety, um, and then that crazy AB play. But other than that, they they scored ten points on offense despite dominating the the time of possession and on the ground. You know they got to put more points up to to keep that uh, way of uh, playing going. Uh, I thought this was Smith's worst game of the season, and the Steelers had a lot to do with it, but he also missed some open throws that he should make and does make most of the time. Like I said, it shocked me that they got away from Hunt. Um, They could have been a lot more patient and stuck to the run game. They did not as much as I thought they should have in a close game. If you've noticed the last couple games, it's taken Hunt a while, but the last couple, you know, fourth quarters, he starts popping things off. Didn't get to that point, although this game did come down to the wire. Um, Kansas City had several chances to win it. Um, Some screw-ups by the Steelers. But the Steelers controlled the action most of the time against an undefeated team in Kansas City. It's a big win. Chargers get another win. So, what if the... Many of you laughed at me that the Chargers... At my Chargers pick to win the West. And, yeah, I was wrong. They're not going to win the West. I get it. But what if they had a kicker for the first month of the season? They might be four and two. And all of a sudden we're talking about them as a wild card or maybe keeping up with the Chiefs. They're not a terrible team. The Raiders might be a terrible team. Oh, and the Chargers, the Chargers go as Melvin Gordon goes. You know, I just talked about Steelers running through Lev Bell. I mean, as Melvin Gordon goes, which mostly is pretty good. I mean, he's, he's made me a believer. Is that's how they roll, you know. But the Raiders... Just picked up Navarro Bowman about half an hour ago, too, by the way. Much needed. I think their linebackers are the worst in the league. And they ignore them year after year for some reason. This defense is bad outside Khalil Mack, though, too. I mean, uh, secondary's poor. Run defense is bad. Offense seems broke. They look like they were worried about Carr taking hits. I mean, I get that with Bosa and Ingram, but maybe he shouldn't have been out there then. Um Getting nothing from Cooper Crabtree's not helping enough. Lynch isn't dominating. They're not winning in the trenches quite to the degree that they were accustomed to. This team is a nightmare right now. Um, Chargers are better than you think. Raiders might be done. I mean, they they need to come back strong, and they got a they got a short week. I mean, they're playing the Chiefs on Thursday night. Um, speaking of night games, last one on the slate to discuss. The Giants upset the Broncos 23-10. to 10. You're, back, you're back into a corner, and this happens sometimes at the NFL level, but I'm not going to tell you I saw this coming. Um, I did think it would be a low-scoring game. I just didn't think the Giants would have any sort of offense whatsoever. But their line played well. Uh, they've made some moves on the offensive line. That looks like it's paying off. They ran the ball pretty well. Best they have all year. I mean, Darkwa ran. I mean, he's a no-nonsense dude. I mean, he's not going to make a whole lot of guys miss. But ran for 117 yards. You know I mean? Good. Um, defense was strong for, for New York. Ingram was the top receiver. And he's going to have to be, I have a feeling. Although Shepherds do back pretty soon. That would be helpful. I mean, I think the offense can be respectable. I didn't think they'd run on all on, on Denver, though. Um, Simeon, to me, isn't good enough. I mean, this is a disappointing loss, and I'm not, certainly not putting it all on him, that's for sure. Emmanuel Sanders was hurting this game. Sounds like he's going to miss a couple games. Demarius was limping around and still highly productive, but you know, he, he's not 100%. And Simeon needs all the help he can get. We know what he is. Um, I do like their their trio running backs. You know, Charles was getting some touches. We saw some Booker, who I'm kind of excited about. Quietly, you know, quietly optimistic about Booker. Um, Broncos D wasn't as good as it usually is and you would think you know in a way they're built to deal with top receivers and i'll put talib on this guy and harris on this guy it was almost like well we're not going to throw those guys anyway so we kind of nullify your power a little bit (laughs) um but huge win for the giants a proud team national tv on the road tough place to play Am I worried about Denver? Um, I think their defense is better than what we saw last night. I think they can run the ball. They need their receivers to be healthy, though, and they don't look like they are. They look like an 8 or 9 type of win team to me. So, All right, guys, this was fun. Tomorrow is Power Ranks as usual. Over and out. Go to mybookie.ag. They're our buddies. We like them. See you.